Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, Doctor Strange receives a warm welcome overseas in several markets and will likely double its total this weekend. Thanks to the MCU, Disney is pulling its biggest year yet, and The Defenders has begun filming and added eight important cast members just this week. Plus, we'll be talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 4, Episode 6, The Good Samaritan. All that after this. Hey, Jeff, we got, we got the music back now. Oh, okay. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. I am Jeff Randall. Welcome, my friends, into the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. We're going to be really getting into some spoilery discussion of some Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. tonight. So excited to talk about that. Lots of cool Ghost Rider stuff on the tonight's episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, oh, man. Holy bejesus. That, that Ghost Rider. That Ghost Rider, though. That Ghost Rider, though. But first, Doctor Strange comes out this week. It does. Doctor Strange drops tomorrow. That it do. It comes out tomorrow. I'm I'm going to go see it tomorrow. I'm fact. so excited. I was supposed to go at 7 o'clock, but due to job problems, I can't go till 10 o'clock now. Problems in quotes? Yeah. <laughs> problems in quote. I got a job <laughs> to do tomorrow night. <laughs> oh, no. I have to go make real money. <laughs> so I can't go watch this movie until later in the evening. That's a legitimate problem. That is a problem for Marvel Cinematic Universe fans because this movie is projected to make 70 to 75 million dollars in North America this weekend. Awesome. It has already made 86 in the international market in 33 markets. Wow. That um, seems really high for the international that quickly. It really is. Uh, it is, let's see, uh, Deadline broke the numbers down, uh, saying that it opened 49% ahead of Ant-Man, 37% ahead of Guardians of the Galaxy, Wow. 23% ahead of Captain America the Winter Soldier, and 1% ahead of Thor the Dark World in the same territories and using today's exchange rates. So, like, to scale that much percentage higher. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, and let's see. I'm surprised it's only 1% of Thor the Dark World. I guess Thor the Dark World was a sequel. Sequels tend to do better. Yeah, Thor the Dark World did pretty, uh, pretty good in its opening. Uh, it had a whole lot of pull from, you know, um, from, God, what is his name? The guy who played Malekith. Um, uh, you think Doctor Who? Yeah, the Doctor Who guy. Yeah, Chris Eccleston. Chris Eccleston. I don't know why I forgot that name. Because you're, you're a... I'm not, not a, a Doctor Whovian. I'm not a Whovian. Um, so yeah, Chris Eccleston brought a lot to that. Obviously, Tom Hiddleston, Loki brought everything. Like yeah, I don't all know the fangirls to it. I, I wish Eccleston had brought more to that. I just wish he'd been. I wish he'd been in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like he just was not present at all. That's fair. Um, so. Uh, the the article that I was that I was pulling all this data from uh, goes on later into uh the numbers kind of drilling down saying that it's already like dr strange rather is already a certified hit in south korea is what they call it uh it made 18.1 million dollars opening um and is the biggest for any marvel release there wow and surpasses the lifetime totals of guardians of the galaxy in that in that market and also the uh, the lifetime totals for Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice, wow. and Suicide Squad. Wow, that is insane. I think you think this has a lot to do with Benedict Cumberbatch. Probably, Being, he's, he's kind lot, of one of those people. Well, he's a, he's more of an international star. Obviously, he's not even from here. Um, <laughs> he's not even from around here. <laughs> um, so so I think that, that, that this definitely seems to have more international appeal, and they they really went all in with this trippy marketing. Yeah. Yeah, they went all in with the the visual effects on it, and they're really pulling hard for the IMAX presentation. Uh, not only because it's a ton of money for an IMAX ticket, but like it really gives the the best visual capabilities of current uh, current cinematic uh, technology, I guess. Um, 
and I pull this data, or I, I, I tell you this because um, it has earned $7.8 million in international IMAX theaters, making it the... It's the biggest, or it's the all-time biggest October international release <laughs> for IMAX theaters or cool. the, the IMAX presentation. So lots of lots of lots of good stuff happening in the numbers. Basically, we're yeah, ninety-one percent yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's dropped a little bit. You know, it was sure. at ninety-eight last week, but you know, it only had like twenty reviews or something. I right. can't remember now. Exactly people how many. have seen it. And now more there's going to be a few naysayers it. here and there. Um, and it's up to like. 18 or something on the somewhere in the low in the teens on bad reviews but it's gotten 91 percent uh the average rating on it is 7.4 out of 10 so you know a solid c <laughs> most people agree and you know it seems like <laughs> that doesn't sound great <laughs> yeah but it's a 91 percent. so you're going to like it it may yeah. not be the best movie ever but it's right, gonna be right, definitely right. good i feel like that's marvel uh, i mean I, not to put it, put it down, but I feel like that's seems to be the case with a lot of their critical success. It's like they know how to get that Rotten Tomatoes number up, right? By making a movie that definitely doesn't turn anyone off, right? It's like it's going to be good. It's just whether it's going to be the most, you know, it's not necessarily going to be the most our our tour like success. Uh, but I mean, I, I see. The, the, but then there's some that just do it right. Like I feel like all the Iron Man movies. Are just great, and the the best of them to me is Guardians of the Galaxy. It's just, it's just, just really put a sense of a sense of flavor that we've never seen on film before. Like that, yeah. just that 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 movie is to me um, more of a critical success than than anything. Like just so so good. Well, like if you if you go with the average moviegoer, it's hard for them to identify with something like Star Wars because it's in a galaxy far far away. I don't know. None of that is familiar. I don't know what you're talking about. Star Wars is other, like one of the biggest other people. Thing. Yeah, but that's not really true anymore, though. That's like well, the other people you're talking about is like eighty percent of the population. The, the normies, <laughs> yeah, the normies. Uh, well, I don't know that there, it's, there, okay. For, there are no normies for, anymore. Everyone's a nerd. I, I mean, original stories for like of sci-fi things of space things it's hard for them to take off like we've got star wars because right, 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 it's right, been right. like there's so much to it over the years over decades but like an I mean, original not nearly as much star trek but i hear you i, I okay okay <laughs> okay you nerd my god exactly but no star trek's better is all i'm saying okay all so i'm saying is your star, star trek's wars better. your star trek you've got this this rich history whatever everybody knows it but like you go to you want to get an original sci-fi thing going it's hard to get it off the ground if it's not like awesome or identifiable so you take this space opera and you give it music that everybody loves and that immediately makes it recognizable and identifiable and you you can agree with this spaceman and earth or i'm sorry this Earth, man, yeah. and space. No, I, I agree. Totally flipped it. I agree. Just, just the idea of putting, uh, putting that soundtrack, that soundtrack to that story with that color palette. Yeah, and then that sense of humor, like every element sequel. comes together in such a beautiful I'm way. So excited for that movie too. Me too. Me too. Sorry, Doctor Strange. Doctor is Strange is what's coming out this now. week. Um, yeah. So. Um, with that coming up, like Disney's going to make a lot of money off of that, right? Sure. They've already made a ton of money this year, though. They have, they have set records for their own sales already this year with two months left in the year. Wow. And like their, their biggest, let's see, they earned $5.85 billion as of November 1st. Wow. That's from global sales, but still like, 5.85 billion their record their last record was um 5.84 billion and 408 million of that is captain america domestic like captain america civil war domestically how much of that was that 408 million okay was captain america civil war domestic wow not as big as finding dory which was 485 million but like they had Captain America Civil War, they've got the Jungle Book, they've got Finding Dory, like a whole lot of really good stuff. I feel like and they're then like, Doctor Strange is coming out. They're getting close to just maxing out on movies that Disney can make. Because at some point <laughs> yeah. you're just cannibalizing your own audience. At some point. Yeah. I don't know that they're there. Um 
and, and and I think with the Marvel movies, they're pretty close. With the fact that they're making three, they're going to start making three a year. Yeah. Well, Doctor Strange is coming up, and then <gasps> Moana is coming out. Uh, Moana. When is that coming out? I'm not sure when that comes out. Actually, it's. I don't think I know what that is. It's another animated thing with The Rock in it. Um, oh, okay. Oh, I think I have seen the trailer for that. Maybe. Made by the creative minds behind the hits Frozen and Aladdin. Nice. Um, Love Aladdin. Obviously, that's going to make a lot of money because it's a Disney Never animated. seen Frozen because I'm an adult. Okay. Um, <laughs> obviously, it's going to make a lot of money because it's a Disney animated thing, but also is a musical from what I'm guessing because it's made by Frozen and Aladdin's creative people. Anyway, and then... Disney will also pull the Lucasfilms money from Rogue One coming out in December. Wow. So yeah, like, they're they're projected to make a ton of money this year. Yeah, that's insane. Now they still have to contend with Universal Studios, which last year made six point eight nine billion. Yeah, I think that was the most ever. Yeah, that's the highest amount in a year, uh, because of Jurassic World, basically. Didn't they also have the Fast and the Furious? I think so. That was their two big tentpoles. But it's mostly Jurassic World. Yeah. Well, I mean, last year's Fast and Furious did really well, too, after Paul Walker's death. Yeah. Yeah. That was Fair. pretty nuts. But so, still, though, they're at $5.85 billion, and they've still got Doctor Strange, Moana, and um, Rogue One to get through this year. And Rogue One, if it does as well as, as The Force Awakens did or better, that might put them over by itself. I'd, do you think it'll do better? I think it's going to do as good. I don't know. It's like, it's it's weird. I I feel like calling it a Star Wars story is a mistake. Um, I don't know why. Well, it's the first film that's not in. The, it's not an episode. Yeah, yeah. It's they, not originally part of they, the, what were they the, calling them originally? The Skywalker track. The they anthology. Films. Anthology. Well, no, no, no. They were calling them something else. But yes, they are anthology films. They were calling them something else at first, and then they changed it to a Star Wars story. Oh, you uh, you mean um, the Rogue One stuff? Yeah, uh, it was shit. Never mind. It doesn't matter. There was some other word, and I thought it was way cooler. And they changed it to a Star Wars story. And I wonder if that was like to make it a little more family friendly, or I don't know. So it makes it sound more lame to me. I can't remember what they called it though. I don't either. It was. Um, it's basically a spinoff movie. Yeah. 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 For sure. It's an anthology spinoff, uh, which is a cool idea. And, and the, the fact that they're going to be doing them every every other year is neat. I wonder if they'll ever go to more than one a year, a la Marvel. <laughs> they might. I mean, they got a lot coming up. Like, Donald Glover was cast as Lando in the... Land, in the I heard, yeah. In that film. I listened to Childish Gambino all the way on the drive back from Atlanta last night. Oh, man. I needed, I needed something to stay awake. And, man... I His stuff if, keeps me awake. I wonder who he's going to be in Spider-Man. Yeah, that's interesting. That is. Maybe he'll be a grown-up Miles Morales telling a story. Oh, no! <laughs> yeah, that sounds awful. Don't do that! <laughs> that sounds dumb. But Miles, you aren't even in this part of the story. You weren't even born yet. <laughs> yeah, but back in my day... But Peter told me a lot of this. Back in my day, Spider-Man had something to live for. <laughs> He's not that old. <laughs> Donald Glover's like in his thirties. No, nah, this is like the Spider Man twenty ninety nine, but they're implanting Miles Morales into it. Okay, so he's he's like a hundred and two year old man. So we're yeah. gonna put him in like Agent Carter it's style like, old makeup. Yeah, it's like uh it's like Mr. Nobody. Yeah. This is some wild speculation. I'm enjoying it. It's good. <laughs> it's what I do, man. It's, it's kind of rid- <laughs> ridiculously wild speculation. It's my it's my thing. So I've got <laughs> a, more of a that. Two hundred year old now. Miles Morales. That's what we're gonna get. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's who Donald Glover's playing. We're yep. we're first, you heard it first here on the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe podcast. Everyone, please t- uh, tweet it to everyone that the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast said it. So it must be true. Um, <laughs> Clearly. So uh, the last thing I have is that the Defenders cast has grown by eight people. They started filming, which we have a couple of videos from our yeah. man in the field. Our man in the field, Thomas Brendan. Sent us uh, a number of videos. I think he was able to somehow uh, put himself in in the. Uh... He found himself in a in a position to be around the area where filming was happening, and 
got some video footage of it. Yeah. It's like multiple. All it really is is multiple times of Jessica Jones walking out of a building. Yeah. Yeah. But hey. but that's also where the uh, the first set photos are coming from. Oh, yeah. And in those first set photos, you see Simone Missick as Misty Knight pointing a gun at Jessica Jones. Of course she is. Yep. Why can't she just be on the side of the heroes? Well, she has to, you know, she has to point her gun at the hero and then slowly trust them. Do you think that uh, Jessica can be taken out easily by bullets? I mean, it was shown in her series that she's not bulletproof. I forget. I for, did she she got shot? I don't remember yeah, her getting shot. She got shot. shot by the the woman who uh was I don't know about married to but definitely a friend of the guy whose car pe- that she picked up. It was in like episode 4. Oh, right, right, right. The guy that uh the lady that was trying to get her because she was a hero or whatever, or, or that she was right. a... 99 Friends. That's right. That's, yep, that was 99 Friends. That was a great episode. Yep. Uh, I forgot that she got shot. Okay. Wow. It's crazy that I just remember yeah, that name. That was a good, that was a good pull. <laughs> What's up, filing system of memory? Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. The other day, uh, <clears throat> well, it was like a couple months ago, I was on the road and... Again? <laughs> always. Um... <laughs> And uh, I, 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 I didn't have this one friend's phone number in my phone because I hadn't called her in years. And I started thinking, and like we were friends from back before I had a cell phone. Yeah. And I was able to like reach back in my brain, think real hard. And I mean, it was like a, <laughs> I was driving on there. I was like, what was her number? I know she was like one of the last friends I had in the time period of no cell phones. Yeah. So I had called her a lot. And I was just like, what was her number? And it like materialized in my brain (laughs) and I dialed it and it was like this such a triumphant moment. You just don't even know when I, when I was able to dial that number and she answered, I was like, you don't know the, the amazing thing I just did. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. Uh, That's good stuff. That's good stuff. So, uh, like I said though, the, the cast has grown by eight, eight important characters have been added important in that it's, Deborah Ann Wool, who plays Karen Page, Simone Missick, who plays Misty Knight, Misty Knight, Eka Darville, who plays. Uh, Don't know that one. I cannot remember his name. <laughs> Damn it! I'm so bad with actual names tonight. Um, he was her uh, Jessica Jones's neighbor. Okay. Shit. Right, right, right. I cannot read the, the drug addict. What was his name? I remember him, but I'm blanking as well. What are we doing? I know there's people out there just yelling it at their... They're, yeah, they're screaming it at, at me. At their podcast catchers. I mean, they were screaming at you last week. Now it's my turn, I guess. Why you got to bring that up? Because you called Alexander Hamilton a president. Apparently I did. I'm. Uh, yeah, we got feedback about that. I'm sorry. I called Alexander Hamilton a president. Uh, he was not a president. He was first secretary of the treasury. Yes. Right. And he's, he, he was never going to be president now. Anyway. Uh, Carrie Ann Moss also got added to it, who is Jerry Hogarth. Yeah. Um, uh, Eldon Henson, Foggy Nelson got nice. added. Rosario Dawson, Night Hot. Nurse. Oh, right. Night Nurse, Claire Temple. Night Nurse, Claire Temple. <laughs> and, uh, Scott Glenn, who is Stick. Ooh. Got added to the cast. And Rachel Taylor. Who is Patsy Walker? I'm sorry, the, Patricia. The only person in that list that truly they all. I'm excited about all of them because it's just great. They have all this. This is going to be the best cast ever. But Scott Glenn gives us a real glimpse into what this is going to be about. Yeah, it's going to be about the hand. It's got to be because Scott Glenn only shows up for the hand. Yeah. So he's all like, "Talk to the hand," and <clears throat> he's like, "What?" He's all hand? like, "Beat up the hand." He's like, "Kill the hand." He bites the hand that feed. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ain't feeding nobody. It'd be killing like ninjas kill. Okay, so we're all excited about the the Doctor Strange release this week. We've got some fans who live overseas and have seen it already. We you, do. You it's bunch crazy. of jerks. Bunch of jerks. But I still one love week, you. One, one week, or uh, there's like two or three weeks a year where you're big jerks. <laughs> I still love you, though. We'll, we'll love you again. I'll I love, love you, I'll Pete love you Warrington. Pete Warrington said to us on Facebook, Doctor Strange, and then see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil <laughs> emojis. 
all kinds of awesome. Even the new Marvel Flickr pages at the very start of the movie are awesome. Glad you're back on air. Quote, unquote. Yeah. We're glad to be back, Pete. We are. Yeah. So he's he's already seen it. Sounds like he thinks it's awesome. <laughs> Zlopraz on Zlopraz. said to us, That's add him to cast. Name. I've just returned from an IMAX 3D screening. Like the movie a lot, especially the visuals. Obs. Cool. Good to know. Good to know that yeah. my money is not wasted. All these trippy commercials that have been on have been really crazy. Take a shot. Because it's the drinking game. Right, right. The Doctor Strange drinking game. Yeah, it's real, real crazy. Trip, psychedelic, all of it. Oh, yeah, here it is. Rick Barrett said, added into you cast, agree with Hamilton, excellent musical, but Lin-Manuel plays the title character who was Secretary of Treasury, not President of the U.S. I know. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It was my fault. I apparently called him the President. You did. You did. I, I think Jeff did it. No. No. <laughs> I screwed up this week. Come on. <laughs> and I still haven't fixed it. What yeah, is his um, name? Yeah. It's like there's it's a whole plot line in the in the in the play that he's there's a song where they sing never going to be president now never going to be president now never going to be president now. Um and uh yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know. Calling either. him the president. Cargo Manshark posted uh <laughs> on our well, said to us on Twitter at MCU cast, here's my idea for how the MCU could bring in the X-Men. I wrote it a while back, but it could still work. And then shared the blog yeah, spot. Yeah, uh, it's interesting. He shared it on our Twitter. Uh, I'll, I'll retweet it because it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Uh, he wrote a little, uh, I guess, a blog post to article type thing about his idea of how they could use um, Scarlet Witch's powers to reshape the world and bring mutants into the world. A la the reverse of what they did in House of M to some degree. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> like, which I think is, is an interesting I idea. I mean, they could just call it House of M and be like, she's she's making mutated people. Right, right. That's, what, that's like, what M stands for. No. Now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I My only issue with that idea, which I, I like it. It's creative and it's cool. Uh, but the uh, only issue is it. It smacks a little bit of it was all a dream because if you reshape the oh, world, yeah. hey, this is the new world. It's been different all along. It's kind of like that other world no you longer exists. You can't just retcon shit like that. Yeah, it's it's a little tricky to like, retcon. At that point, you're making what almost a decade of filmmaking just not relevant anymore. Yeah, you're, you're getting rid of the deep continuity, and that's why I'm here. So <laughs> that's what I'm. Here it's kind of why the new Star Trek doesn't work for me, even though they were very clear to like make sure that the old timeline still exists and blah 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 blah. I still the new timeline just doesn't matter to me as much because it's not the uh, that's not the Captain Kirk I know. <laughs> okay. You know? Okay, that's fair. Are you going to watch the um, Star Trek Discovery oh, yeah. series? I really want to do a podcast about it. I mean, they want one for our network. Do they? Yeah. I'm in. Okay, well, tell Charles. Hey, Charles, Matt's in. Charles, if you're listening, I'm, I'll totally do What that. do you mean, if you're listening? He's listening. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I've, I've been trying to get Dave to do it with me. We just got a, uh, booze and phasers as our network now, right? Yeah. And they yeah. do a little Star Trek talk. I was, I was yeah, thinking they're not they were... like, they're not a show review. They just get drunk and talk about Star Trek. Oh, okay. Well, maybe, maybe we'll do that. Me and Dave <laughs> have talked about doing a Star Trek podcast, uh, since before we were even doing this podcast. Yeah. Um, and I would love to do a Star Trek podcast, especially now we'll that there's, there's new content, but it's... A matter of having enough time to do two podcasts a week instead do it. of one. Quit talking about it. Just do it. And it would do if, it. If we did it, we'd probably just have to review the episodes, and that'd be like all we'd do. Do a little news here and there in the off season. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Quit I'm just gonna do it. I see you circling it. Just go ahead and just jump it. on I just it. Need, I'll start it and see who will join in with me, and maybe I can convince Dave to be on it most of the time and if he's not <laughs> i'll just come in you guys tell me would it be interesting to hear me talk by myself about star trek hmm <laughs> probably not by yourself hey i can be interesting well we we do best in conversational context so you're <clears throat> just saying i need you no not me 
I mean, I, I could be the guy who knows nothing, you know, who knows very little about Star Trek. Yeah, like, which could be an interesting. Uh, like, I watched TNG point. when I was a when I was a kid. <laughs> I saw six episodes. Um, <laughs> I really would like to go back and watch a lot of the stuff. I've seen almost every episode of Star Trek. I don't think I've seen every episode. The only episode of the original series that I have seen is Space Seed. Cool. It, it, oddly, and I watched this, it because the movie was coming out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, oddly, the episodes that I've seen, I know I've seen all of, are <clears throat> Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and Enterprise. Yeah. Even though I, I've seen, I've seen all of original series and TNG so many times that whenever I try to do like a full watch through, I've seen so many of the episodes that like. It, I find it hard. I, I probably have seen them all. It's just like I've never sat down. It was like before DVDs existed. Yeah. So like I have never sat down and watched them in chronological You're order. You're like, oh, this is the order it's supposed to happen. Yeah. In. Like around season three, I was like a little boy and my parents forced my parents liked it. Yeah. And I hated it. But we only had <laughs> one TV. So we I would sit down and watch it just because it's the only thing we my you know my dad and mom wanted to watch it, which is weird. I don't even know why my parents wanted to watch Star Trek. Like that doesn't even compute to me. They don't watch. <laughs> they don't watch it. They never have since or before that. They don't but watch for some reason. TV. They were into that one season of Star Trek, and it got me into it. Huh. So yes, Star Trek podcast coming soon. Okay. okay. I'm gonna do it. Okay. I'm gonna do it, you guys. <laughs> I'll do it. All right, so Kenny said to us on Twitter, at MCUCast, I totally loved this one. Hashtag Doctor Strange is such a lovable superhero. The visuals were astonishing. And that mid credit scene, heart emoji. I'm actually really surprised to hear him call him lovable. Just because of everything I've heard of Doctor Strange, he's kind of a... He's kind of a dick. Kind of a dick, yeah. He's I, an arrogant prick. But he learns his humility. Well, I guess in we'll... that his hands are completely broken. I guess we'll have to see that tomorrow. We'll have to see that to believe it tomorrow. 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 It's only tomorrow. a day away. Doctor Strange. Tomorrow. It's only a day. We are the Cinematic Universe Marvel podcast thing. Please stop. <laughs> I thought you were going to go with it. You oh, could have no. done the thing while I just held one long way. Okay. Okay. We'll do that. Okay. Ready? Okay. We are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast in partnership with 45 Magazine and a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. If you want to reach out to us, you can email us at mcucast at gmail.com, facebook.com slash mcucast, or at mcucast on Twitter. You can also call us at 573-CAST-MCU to leave us a voicemail. Please reach out to us or Matt is going to keep singing. I think it's time to talk about spoilers. <laughs> so, uh, we're going to go into the spoiler section now um, <laughs> of, the, of, the, of the show. Uh, as soon as Jeff gets up off the floor. I'm okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm okay. This, this is, uh, so we're, we're going to go into the spoiler section, talk about episode, oh, by the way, uh, we checked our iTunes today, which we are bad at doing, partially because my computer wouldn't go on iTunes before, um, which my computer is normally the one we're using. Um, so we have tons of iTunes reviews. Thank you, guys. We love you. We love you so much. We have like 35 iTunes reviews, and uh, you know some of them are positive even. <laughs> um, some of you like us. So thank you so much. Everybody who goes on there and gives us iTunes reviews is really, really. Um, I know, I know we've had we've had an increase in listenership, and I'm sure that's why because you guys are uh, spreading the word both on social media and uh, on the good old good old iTunes giving us those reviews. That helps us a lot. Thank you. So we're gonna go into spoiler section for episode six of season four. Yeah, are you ready for this? I'm so ready. All right, we're counting it down. If you haven't seen episode six. Uh, uh, stick around because it's it's exciting. We're gonna geek out about Ghost Rider, uh, <laughs> but we're also gonna spoil it. Uh, three, two, one. We got Johnny Blaze. We did. We did. I th- that's funny. Did you read? Uh, did you read that? No, not at all. No, that's really funny. Dre Thompson wrote Agents of Shield. <laughs> this is a comment from Facebook. Agents of Shield spoiler in three, two, one. 
We got Johnny Blaze. We got Johnny Blaze. <laughs> did you really not read that? I did not. That's awesome. <laughs> Dre Thompson, good job. You straight up called the exact wording. You win the no prize for the week. Yes! <laughs> Winner of the no prize. That was amazing. That was amazing, Dre Thompson. Dre, I love you. I haven't <laughs> forgotten about you. <laughs> what? What? You don't forget about Dre. Oh, you're right, 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 right. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Sorry, musician. Didn't get it. Yeah, I make dumb music jokes here lately. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about it. Yeah. We got Johnny Blaze. After last week, we saw all of that memorabilia of like all the, the circus stuff that he started in and uh, uh, and the motorcycle helmet and the motorcycle and and all this and the, the, the paraphernalia basically. Yeah. And then we actually got Johnny Blaze. Yeah. That was crazy. It's I did insane. not expect to see the Ghost Rider uh the Ghost Rider, you know? Yeah, I mean just didn't expect it. You could say it's unfortunate that Robbie Reyes didn't become Ghost Rider the same way that he did in the comics, but I don't care about that. I got Johnny Blaze. I got an awesome looking Johnny Blaze. Yeah. And I'm so excited about that because he can come back. He can come back. Yeah. Nick Cage could be on no, the screen. No, he can't. He could be right there. Please stop. Alongside Colson and team. <laughs> Just twitching the whole time. <laughs> I'm the only one who can walk between both worlds. I don't think I ever saw the second one. I don't think I hated that the first one. That quote was the first one. I don't the think second I one, the he got one. twitchy and crazy. Uh, so he, you mean they changed the actor to Nick Cage? <laughs> yes. No, they let Nick Cage be Nicolas Cage. Right. I I have no problems with Nicolas Cage. Uh, I know he's been in a lot of bad movies. A bad taste in my mouth every time his name comes out. A lot of bad movies, that guy. But uh, next, a lot of good ones too. Knowing Bangkok Dangerous. <laughs> that's just a stupid name for a movie. Like those are those. That's not that's not a clause of any type. Like those words don't go together in any sentence in that way. <laughs> Bangkok uh, drive dangerous. angry. I heard that was good. I never saw it. No, no good. Con Air. You're just name. Con Air's amazing. You you bite your tongue about Con Air. Con Air is amazing because John Malkovich is the man. Yeah, and, and, and no, it's just a great movie. I freaking love that movie. His accent. Horrible stupid. accent. His accent is and so stupid. And that's that's just great. Okay. I want to okay. watch Danny right Trejo now. is really great. You know, everybody. Steve Buscemi's really great. Steve Buscemi's. Every, I was going to say, everybody but Nicolas Cage in that movie was awesome. I love Nicolas Cage in that like, movie. Like, he's just this. He's at the eye of the storm, and everybody else is this awesome hurricane. I think that sometimes that works. Maybe. It's like, it's like Keanu Reeves. He's, <laughs> in a, he's in a lot of good movies, but he doesn't do much. Have you ever heard the. Um, uh, the theory. I know what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're going to yep. talk about. Because I probably talked about it before. He's the the plain vanilla yeah, white male. He's the plain vanilla white male, or whatever. The blank slate. It doesn't yeah. have to be a white male. That's the applicable. A, the everyman. The everyman. Um, and 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 a lot of times they don't. They even lack emotion. They're like sort of. They're sort of just a blank slate, and it's supposed to be the character that the audience kind of cast its own emotions upon. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, there's a really good crack about that. I'll try to include it in the show notes because I freaking love that. Uh, I love Cracked. Cracked.com's uh, YouTube channel is amazing. Especially Cracked After Hours. That's what it is. It's an After Hours episode. Ah, I gotcha. And they talk about that blank slate idea yeah. and how like Harry Potter and uh, the one. And they, they talk specifically about how Keanu Reeves is like the perfect one of this, like in all of his <laughs> movies, because he's kind of that blank slate sort of keeps his doesn't do much emotion emoting, you know. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty awesome. Um, I'll fair. put it in the show notes. Check that out. Um, yeah. So I don't know how we got there. Let's talk about this episode. <laughs> um, we got some great backstory. Yeah, and some really really emotional moments from from Robbie telling Gabe what he is. And how yeah. he got to be there. And then we got that amazing reaction from Gabe saying, don't put their blood on me. Oh, yeah. With him saying, like, so I can't walk anymore. Whatever. I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. I'm fine with that. This is uh, not my fault. I didn't ask for this. You're on your own vengeance mission, you know? Yeah. Ugh. 
God. It's pretty dark. And we also found out that the accident itself was the fault of the uncle. Uh, well, sort of. Of the of of this team that Johnny Blaze or not Johnny Blaze, Robbie Reyes has been uh going around killing. You know, he killed all the fives or whatever, like the Fifth Street. Oh yeah, the Fifth gang. Street locos. Uh knowing that they had a part in it, not knowing they were hired, and now he's been going around killing these ghosts, not knowing they were the ones that hired them. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, it, he had to light her up. Yeah. You know, he yeah. had to. There was he no, had to. Uh, there was no getting around that. Yeah, she was not... Um, what's the word? She was not... Uh, penant at all. She was not right. apologetic. Right. Well, she was blaming it all on the uncle. Yeah. Who, Did you like how I used penant? Because that was pretty good. Penance stare. Penitent? Is it penitent stare? Well, the 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 thing that Johnny Blaze uses to burn the souls of the of the enemy is the penance stare. Oh, is that what he's doing when he's burning them? I think so. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. If they have any guilt in them at all, it magnifies and burns them from inside. Oh gosh. Yeah. That's, That's why a... he can never fight Carnage, because Carnage has no guilt for anything that huh. he does. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's actually very interesting because I, I assume a lot of the uh, bigger villains don't really have guilt. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, Hive's not going to have any guilt about his stuff. He couldn't have helped out last season. Yeah, he, could, he wouldn't have done anything. But you know about who's going to have a lot of guilt, <clears throat> I feel like? Maybe I'm wrong, but I think that uncle's going to have some guilt. That, that uncle's going to have a decent amount of guilt. That uncle, sir, might be the Molecule Man. Okay. I don't know much about Molecule Man. Molecule Man the is the name sounds familiar. Somebody else. I know that word. Normally, it's it's a um, a guy named Owen. I can't remember his last name, but in the comics, he was a lab assistant, just some lowly unknown lab assistant for some energy experiment, and he was washed with some sort of radiation, and then was able to control the building blocks of. Of the universe, matter basically. Or whatever. Matter, yeah, and create matter, yeah. and and shift the world to his will, basically. And the Fantastic Four couldn't defeat him, and that's where he originated was in a Fantastic Four comic. Um, but they couldn't defeat him on their own, so they had to like go back and reformulate, and then they tried again. But then Uatu the Watcher just showed up and like locked him away and banished him to another dimension or something, and um, he like. He created, while he was there, he kind of just created a person to to keep him company, and he called this thing wow. his son. Wow. So he just, he creates whatever he feels yeah, like. Yeah, and they just, talked about that. Doesn't... They talked about this episode uh, that he could create life, even. Yeah, they kept going back to life, and I was like, what are they talking about? Yeah. And then he steps out after this radiation thing and then just makes matter. I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you doing the molecule man? That's cool. Really? Uh, <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know if it'll be molecule man, but it definitely sounds like the powers are similar. Um, we, uh, we get, uh, I just, it looks like he's so at this moment, it doesn't look like those powers are that honed. Yeah. Yeah. I like, mean, it, it looks he like made he, a lump of like carbon. Yeah. Which is great. It's always the beginning. You can make a lump of carbon, but I don't. We are carbon I think he's going to need to like escape and hone his powers a little bit before he like fights. Maybe. I don't know though. We we may get it this next episode. We may get a, a face off of some sort. I, well, I mean, Colson is standing right there. Or well, no, maybe we don't not. know. We maybe don't know not. where Colson is because uh, all also, the rooms looked empty. Yes. After that energy um, washed over them. What, what if they're this, in the negative zone? Yes, or... Yeah. Or the dark dimension. The dark dimension. Uh, they talked about this being... They have a lot of cool connections to Agent Carter in this episode. Yeah, because they talked about Agent the dark Carter. force. The dark force. They talked about Isodyne Industries. Yep. Um, yeah. Zero matter. And it's interesting to note that Isodyne Industries was bought by Roxxon Oil. Yep. In so, the 50s. Yeah. And then Roxxon owns the power plant that they were... I just, I wish, I wish they'd done the, uh, oh, what was it called? Momentum Labs. I really wish they'd done our idea for Agent Carter, which was like jump 10 years ahead. Tell another piece of the story. It would be awesome if they did that. It would have been so good. Like if we, you know, whatever. 
Yeah, you know, then Hank Pym could have been in there. Like you really could have like yeah done some cool stuff. You could have had some early Ant Man. Oh, that would have been amazing. Yeah. Marvel, yeah. you're welcome. You yeah, can just it's have just, this. It's, it's just too. You rare. can have this idea. You don't have to pay us. Just give us this. Yeah, just, just give us this thing. Film it and give it to us. I feel like they stuck a little too much close to the, like the uh, for the the story they were telling, and and uh, we might still get more of that. Uh, in Ant Man and the Wasp, though. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Anyway, anyway. Uh, so other people wanted to join the conversation. Nathan said to us on Twitter at MCU Cast with the recent episodes of Shield and them going public in the world again. Doesn't this mean the movies have to acknowledge them? Maybe, maybe. I will say, you know, the last time we kind of had a hint of Shield in the movies was um, Age of Ultron. Yes, where a helicarrier showed up with a bunch of S.H.I.E.L.D. agents helping out. It just seems like in the movies, yes, they quotations don't exist anymore, but it's obvious that a lot of these people are still out there doing things. And I think the casual watcher uh, of this would probably be fine. If if S.H.I.E.L.D. just shows up, that'll be fine. If they don't, though, uh, it just depends on the story they're telling, I guess. Yeah. I mean, we're not... We wouldn't see it. Until probably Black Panther, hmm. if they were going to do that, because next year we've got Guardians, and well, we might see, we might there might be a chance to see it in Spider Man, or but, Guardians if they crash on Earth, which we've talked about. Yeah, yeah. If ahead. they crash on Earth, then like we have that Thor moment where Coulson goes to the hammer, yeah. but from the other side, like <laughs> like an agent coming to find the Guardians, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would, yeah, I. I think it would be interesting, you know, like, so Avengers, Coulson dies. Yep. Avengers 2, he never is, is mentioned. It is plausible that in Avengers 3 or 4, they could bring him back into the fold and kind of give a quick explanation as to what happened. Um, it would, and I, I think it would be, I think it would be conceivable. Joss Whedon did not want to do it. Joss Whedon said he, as far he as my movie is concerned, he's movies. dead. Yeah. Um, like, not to say they're not connected, but as far as the movie's concerned, he's going to be dead. Yeah. Uh, but it's, in, in, in true trilogy fashion, having that callback to the first one and having him come back, I don't, I don't see it as impossible. Yeah. Yeah. And not even, now that he's not the director, you could have S.H.I.E.L.D. and not have Coulson. Uh, but as, uh, that may be... That may be why they when they when they moved him out of the director position, I think we even speculated about it on the show. I said that I think that's because they're going to bring them back in the movies. Yeah. Sometime in the next year or two. And if they do that, you and they don't want Colston around, you can't have him in the director's chair. Speaking of the new director, did you notice how he didn't get a scratch from being punched in the face repeatedly by Ghost Rider? Uh the new director? Yeah. Yes, I did notice that. That's a little odd, wouldn't you think? I mean, not if he's a really tough and human. Not if he's a robot! <laughs> <laughs> I knew where you were going. I know. <laughs> he wasn't even, he wasn't winded. He wasn't, he wasn't, he had no markings. He had no bruising. He was definitely pretty beat up, though. He His face was kind of like, ugh, why are you doing this to me? He looked like he was almost knocked out. Maybe. And robots don't really get knocked out. They get turned off. <laughs> Maybe he was getting turned off to the whole situation. Yeah. I just didn't like it. Oh, uh, Cargo Manshark uh, tweeted at us here, and uh, he totally called it. This is actually from last week, so I can vouch for him. He posted this on October 27th, which was right after we recorded last week. But uh, Also, in regards to this week's episode, you don't think Uncle Eli is secretly bad? Question mark. I didn't like the way his ears perked up at the book. Good call. Good call, Cargo. Good call. Good call, sir. Nice catch, um, Man Shark. Ha <laughs> ha. God, I'm terrible this week. So Jeffrey James said to us on Facebook. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, Agents of Shield season four, episode six. No spoiler section. OMG, what happened to this show? I mean, seriously, this season is so much better than the previous three seasons. It's like all the writers sat down and binged the Netflix series and said, Hey, yeah, we can do this and still make this a spy show. 
This episode, even more than the previous one, kept me on the edge of my seat the entire time. I used to be worried that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. would get cancelled because it was mediocre. Now I'm worried it'll get cancelled because it's too good for ABC. <laughs> oh man, I love uh I love that I love that uh Jeffrey has sent us in uh, another comment every week about how this episode is the best one of the season. Um, and it's just <laughs> awesome. I'm loving, I'm loving that he's digging it this much. I like it. I'm liking it a lot too. It gets me excited too. Yeah. It gets me as pumped. Cause see, seeing it through Jeffrey's eyes, I think Jeffrey's, I mean, I, I, I'm digging it, but I think I'm digging it kind of on par with some other seasons. Um, I don't know. Ghost, Ghost Rider's so cool. Ghost Rider has been really cool. Especially like we got two Ghost Riders in this episode. <laughs> the thing about this, uh, this season that I think has, has been better than other seasons is the pace at which they're moving. Yeah. I feel like in other seasons, this little, uh, cabal of ghosties might have lasted till mid season. Oh yeah. They're done. We're on like episode six and they're done. That's quarter season, you know? Yeah. They, they would have lasted probably until mid season finale. And then the last one would have been, um, would have been done in like, the mid or the the return, you know, the mid season premiere or whatever, or the yeah. second half premiere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, they're <clears> definitely <throat> moving at a faster clip. They're also starting a lot more storylines and not like we haven't had a villain of the week. It's true. Have we? Have we had a villain of the week? Even like not even that they had to deal with while they were moving to the next thing. We haven't. I don't think so. This show is officially. This is officially my favorite season. <laughs> I'm with him. Um, I haven't really like I'm sat there. down to consider it. I'm so but you're there. Right. I'm, I, I've been. I've been. The story's been moving forward. They haven't. They haven't held our hands. Uh, they've done a lot. They've built up a lot of storylines, and nothing has been villain of the week. I, that is pretty awesome. I dig it. I dig it. So he goes on to say, spoiler section. What struck me most was how Robbie and Daisy are now interacting in a way that cause or that's causing them both to grow as characters. Otherwise, there were so many great moments in this episode, like the appearance of the original Ghost Rider. Yeah. Will he turn up again? The new director almost fighting Robbie to a standstill. I'm still sticking with the dynamic man theory, just because inhumans usually have more interesting powers than super strength. Uh, Coulson's inevitable run-in with the new director and holy cow the flame off effect on Robbie's face that was as cool and and SFX as in the movies wow just wow I'm totally with him there that the flame off effect was amazing yeah it was I wanted and, him, and to, I wanted head, him to like, be like regrowing I wanted them to be like does that hurt and be like every time <laughs> Classic Wolverine. Yeah. Classic Just like Wolverine. Building his muscles into his cheek and then yeah. the skin overlapping that. Oh man, it was good. It was so awesome. And he looked he looked so sorry for everything that he had done when that came like when his eyes came back in. And uh just uh Yeah. Uh, it's really gonna be interesting going forward how much control Ghost Rider has versus how much control Robbie has. Yeah. Because he kept saying it's the thing inside me. Yeah, that's the one that does it. That's what. But when he's sitting there punching the director in the face, and his brother yells to stop, he stops. Which means he had a choice to stop. I don't think that um, Ghost Rider would have killed uh, the director. The director, probably not. But the fact that he was able to stop Ghost Rider from doing anything, and like pull him back and put put his face back on put your face back on <laughs> is 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 we odd. have company <laughs> it's it's odd to me because it seems like once you've given ghost rider control he just has control yeah he, he has control not. until he doesn't want it anymore is what i would was thinking sort of like the hulk you know once the hulk comes out it's like it's the hulk for a while yeah until he's Runs out of juice, but it seems like Robbie actually has a little Hulk more juice. control, possibly, and and I think that's going to really come to a head and <laughs> come to a flaming head uh, <laughs> right when uh, when he is confronted finally with his evil uncle. Yeah, because obviously Robbie doesn't want to kill his uncle. Yeah, but the spirit of vengeance is going to see the evil in his uncle and want to purge it. So yeah, that's gonna. I think that's gonna be a big part of this this upcoming arc. Yeah, like what do you do once you catch the uncle if you're Ghost Rider? What do you do? I don't know what you do with a brat like that, always on your back. God, <laughs> music, man. 
I don't know what it is. Anyway, uh, Jeffrey, uh, I guess, caps it off saying, useless trivia section. <laughs> there was a joke in this episode for the electrically literate. Uh, in one of the shots showing old-timey electronics, one gauge was labeled analog switch gauge. Since all gauges are analog, but no gauges are switches, the label is both overly literal and also complete nonsense. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, it's funny. That's good stuff. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. <sighs> anyway. An analog switch gauge just really doesn't mean anything. Yeah, well, but I saw that when it came up, and I was like, "What are what are those?" No, okay, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get a a better way to pause live TV because I don't get to pause to see things like that sometimes when I'm watching it on live TV. Yeah. I was watching Walking Dead this week, which was probably my favorite episode of The Walking Dead in years. I really had a good time. Some people hated it, so I'm, I'm probably dividing the audience just by saying that but as i thought it was great um episode two by the way not episode one episode one was hard uh but uh all throughout this episode they had things written on the wall and i couldn't pause it and i was like i want to know what's on the walls <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay uh next up we got brian keegan said to us on facebook agents of shield spoiler by odin's beard <laughs> there's not only one ghost rider in the mcu anymore is it definitely johnny blaze it certainly seems so also ghost rider broke out of the containment cell that no inhuman was able to break out of could this be because of the magical enhancements to his strength where is simmons where are fitz colson and robbie is Doctor Strange going to have to bring them back to the material plane? So many questions! How am I going to wait until November 29th to see it? Perhaps you guys could hold us over with some wild speculation! <laughs> Thanks for doing the podcast. I know you've been having computer problems, but the casts are definitely helping me through my work week. Keep up the good work! Awesome. We're glad We're glad to help you with your work week. Just send us half of your paycheck. Uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Biodin beard. That's my... That's a good thing. I feel you, like that was for me. Yeah, yeah. You you love you love any reference to Thor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the ability to um, utilize that voice and speaking <coughs> style. Yeah, I like being quite preposterous as it were. <laughs> so, do you think it was definitely Johnny Blaze? I feel like it's definitely Johnny Blaze. I wonder if there's some sort of. I mean, I wonder if there's a rights issue with Johnny Blaze. There was. There might be. I don't know. Because I know, obviously, they had the Ghost Rider movies with Johnny. That was, that was Johnny Blaze, right? In yeah. The movies. Yeah, both of them. I know I made the jokes earlier, but I really wasn't sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but those were so long ago that they probably have dropped the rights by now. Probably so. I mean, obviously, they have the rights to Ghost Rider, but it is curious that they went with Robbie Reyes and not Johnny Blaze, but I guess maybe it's just a story they wanted to tell. Could be. Well, it, it seems like Marvel is putting into play this big... Um, there is already this world going on kind of story uh, with the, you know, with you, you get Scott Lang who was not the first Ant-Man, but then they tell this backstory of there was this other Ant-Man. And then we've got, you know, in in this case, we've got Robbie Reyes, who is the new ghost rider, but apparently there was already a ghost rider. Right. And it's going to be probably the same thing with Dr. Strange. And humans have been around for a while. Yep. You know, this, this thing has been, Kind of under wraps. For yeah, it a makes lot of it. it makes the world feel a little more lived in. Yeah, uh, you yeah. Know. Um, it's not just a new thing. This I isn't d- a particle accelerator explosion. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching a lot of the Flash. Trying yeah, to catch up. Good, good, good. Pe- pe- people season love two the Flash. Is, well, season two is finally on Netflix. So, oh, nice. Started watching it a lot. Season three just started. If you finish it quickly, I know. I'm trying to. You can actually watch it all on CW still. I think. I know. I'm trying to. Do it, man. Do it. That's what I'm doing. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, I do think he was able to break out of the containment unit because of his magical enhancements. Uh, just because, obviously, none of the scientific stuff that's been in there before has been able to break out. And they're just dealing with different shit now. Yeah. Uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. does not have... Do you think if um, if this trend continues of magical enemies, that S.H.I.E.L.D. will have to get magical experts... Like they have Fitz and Simmons for science experts. <laughs> like they get a nice Giles oh, from Buffy man. to come hang out. 
It'd be so funny if they got like a Doctor Druid to come hang out. Yeah, like what? Like a, just some sort of sorcerer. Not like Doctor like Druid. The team. I don't know Doctor Druid. Doctor but... Druid is like a poor man's Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the Avengers, but he was so worthless. It was unreal. Just like to have someone with the knowledge of the mystical. <laughs> It'd be really funny to have, you know, just like they have whatever Stark on as a uh, as a consultant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They just oh, have, yeah. or if they get, uh, like, if they get Wong to come be a consultant for a little bit, yeah. Like, you don't get, you, you may not get the Benedict you're looking for, right? Or I just <laughs> think you'll get some. I think it'd be interesting if they had like on the team. It reminds me of again Buffy and Angel. In Angel, there's a uh, evil law firm. The main villain of Angel huh. is an evil law firm, <laughs> and they are like kind of the. They are the almost like the heads of the evil empire that is Los Angeles in the show, and uh, okay. almost all of the villains have some connection to or work for or are clients of this evil law firm. Oh my god! <laughs> the, <laughs> it sounds so stupid, but it's great. It does sound very stupid. Um, but in the law firm, they have you know. Uh, all the stuff a law firm would have, but they also Fact just like machines. you'll randomly see like sorcerers walking down the hallway with books, like enchanting the <laughs> whatever stuff in the law firm. Like it's just super silly stuff. And obviously, like they'll have like clients walking around, like regular human clients walking around that are just regular human evil. But then they'll also have just like demon walk by in the background or like in the foreground. It's just real funny, <laughs> real good stuff, man. Oh man. That would be uh, that would be real silly, but I'd, I I would be down for it. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, it seems like they'd have to, right? You if would think they de- de- they have Fitz and Simmons to deal with all the technical stuff. This is not their wheelhouse. Magic is not their wheelhouse. I mean, you have Fitz and Simmons doing the the technical stuff. They were around for when uh, when J. August Richards was Deathlock. And you know they help support him, so we have we have Ghost Rider now. He needs his magical support. Yeah. So so we need Ash from the Evil Dead. He is an evil book expert. So Ash could show up. No. Work on the Darkhold. He's probably been in Marvel Comics at some point. <laughs> Let's have an Ash versus Ash versus Evil Dead crossover with uh, uh, this show. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So, next up, Dre Thompson said to us on Facebook, AOS spoiler in three, two, one. We got Johnny Blaze! I know, right? It's so exciting. So awesome, Dre, that you called that. (laughs) I'm assuming Simmons' mission has something to do with Senator Nadir blackmailing the director. The origin story was great. I'm a little concerned that Eli is just a mustache twirler right now, but I trust that they'll flesh him out. I love that they connected the whole plot to season two of Agent Carter. I guess these ghosts were like Jason Wilkes on steroids. Yeah, I I, th- I think so. The 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 I'm assuming uh he says the he's sending sending Simmons to Senator Nadir. Uh Simmons also kind of blackmailed him last week. Yeah, a little bit. And so like I think it's really funny when when she, she I don't know that she should have let him send her on that mission with a bag over her head. She just like blackmailed him basically. And then he's like, "Hey, um I know you blackmailed me a little bit, but uh, would you put this bag on your head and go somewhere that I'm not telling you where you're going? A team that trusts <laughs> is a oh, team that don't triumphs. even. Oh, yeah. Her response to that was was great. She's getting she's she's getting a little fire to her. You know, yeah. she's stepping up and 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 standing up to him a little bit, and really just trying to hold her own against him. And he's got all of Shield. Yeah. Uh, um, what do you think about the the idea that uh, Eli might be a bit of a mustache twirling villain at this point? Nah, man, he's the Molecule Man. <laughs> the Molecule Man only stops when he decides that he's bored. Hmm. I, I do I do see his point, but I think even if he is kind of evil and personified, the fact that he has human connections in uh, Robbie and his brother might still make him interesting. Yeah. Sometimes truly evil characters like that that just like, especially if if Robbie learns to do the pen and stare and like 
or if that's what he's doing to burn the people. Right. If he does the penance stare on his uncle, like think about how big a moment that's going to be. Yeah. Oh. Especially if he's a sociopath and has no guilt. No, he's got <laughs> guilt. Uh, he's I don't got know. The guilt. I don't know. He did. Uh, it is his fault that his his uh, son is his uh, his nephew is in a wheelchair at this point. Yeah, he's probably really guilty about that. And the other son has a deal with the devil. <laughs> nephew. Those are his fault. All right, I keep saying son. Sorry. Yeah. Where's the dad? Where's the dad in this picture? I don't know, man. Where's his brother? <clears throat> anyway, uh, let's see. Jeffrey James said to us on Facebook. This one's about last week. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Should have put this at the top. I've been trying to decode Gemma's remarks to the new director. I, too, have been thinking he's a robot, but claiming to be an inhuman. Prior to pointing out that the director lied, Gemma asked him about micro-indicators of lie detection, which she'd been studying earlier. Therefore, she either, one, saw micro-indications and concluded from them that he was lying, or two, did not see micro-indications and concluded from their lack that he was lying. The first idea seems the most likely, but the second idea works, too. Perhaps the director said something that she already knew to be untrue and he did not see or and she did not see the micro indicators and therefore concluded he was a robot and therefore other parts of his story were also untrue. I realize I'm clinging to the dynamic man theory a little tightly, but I for one am not going to let it go until the last minute. It's too cool an idea <laughs> to die prematurely. It is a cool idea. Thank you, I know he's a robot. But I don't think he's a robot. No. I think I think this 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 scene is exactly why he's not a robot. She saw the micro um, indicators, indicators, and that proves these humans. Robots don't have micro indicators. No, they don't. And that's why she knew. It's because he should have had those micro indications. Yeah, but then she would have had to known he was lying. Yeah. But she didn't know he was lying. She did. Why would she know he was lying outside of... Because they Because S.H.I.E.L.D. fabricated his entire story of heroism... In the UN building in Vienna. Well, I think that's true, but does she know that at that point? She's in S.H.I.E.L.D. Of course she knows that. Yeah, but she's all spectrum down. She's a couple no. spectrums. She She's spectrumed out because that's what that director put in place. Because Phil told that director, or that guy, to be the director. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't think that. I don't. I, I don't. We don't. We don't know what happened in that. Matt, UN he's building. just a robot. Okay, it's all right. He's, I don't see it. He's, I don't see it. You guys. He's just a robot. I hear you. Uh, you and Jeffrey believe it all day. I'm not. I'm not on board with oh, the robot. Oh man, I'm theory. holding on to that theory until that theory is dying breath. <laughs> because you know he's a robot, so he can't breathe. And this week he got punched a lot and not, didn't feel it. No circuitry. See, I think this would have been the perfect time. If he's getting punched a lot, he could have gotten that, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator look. I know like, what you're talking about. Of... I was looking for that the Probably. entire time. Yeah, but you were. But his skin wasn't broken. Yeah, no. He's got super strong, un... like, or, like, inorganic skin. Like Luke Cage does. Inorganic, sir. I don't think he has inorganic skin. Nah, I think man. There's no, there's no evidence at this point. You had a great theory. I'm with lack you. Lack of evidence is not the evidence of lacking. <laughs> Uh, no, no the the absence of evidence is not the abs or the absence of evidence is not the evidence of absence is what it is. That's that's the phrase. True, that is true. So he's a robot. That's all I'm saying. But the lack of evidence is a lack of support of your theory. Is all I'm saying. I mean, maybe. If you're looking at it logically, but when have I ever looked at anything logically? Never, sir. Never. Exactly. He's a robot. You're Go right. with it. You're right. <laughs> Thank you. But no, no, it could be. <laughs> if you if you got that call, I'm down with down with it. That's I'm, awesome. I want him to be a robot so bad. That'd be a great call. It would be a wonderful call. <laughs> I mean, it'd be like no Mr. Hyde from season two or whatever. That was, oh, yeah. That was a good that one. That was a really good call. That was a good but, one. <laughs> I haven't had a good call since season two. Come on. <laughs> There wasn't really, like, a huge reveal in Season 3 other than Hive. You know? It's like, oh, he's Hive. That's the thing that he is. Now, that's the villain. Well, man, you got anything else about that episode you wanted to say? Uh, just that Eli's uh, Molecule Man. That's, that's really so, it. It's going to be Dynamic Man versus Molecule Man. That's what you're calling. Oh, I'm all about it, man. For the end of the season? Yes. 
I'm down. I think it's actually going to be Dynamic Man and Ghost Rider and Old Ghost Rider versus Molecule Man. That would be such a great twist if they brought in Robbie Reyes and, and, and made us like him, made us care about him, but then they bring in Johnny Blaze as like, oh yeah, but this we're also bringing you the real Ghost Rider, like the yeah. original. I like that you said the real Ghost Rider. Well, you know, he's the one everyone knows as he's Ghost Rider. He's the OG. He's the OG Ghost Rider. No, no, he's the OGR. <laughs> original Ghost Rider. What? <laughs> anyway, I think that's about it for us for this week. I think you're right. Um, if anybody wants to uh, look us up, again, mcucast.com, all those places we named earlier. If you want a podcast similar to this, but for the uh, DC content, check out DC on screen. There are buddies over there. They uh, they talk about DC stuff. Um, Gotham's been really good. Has it? Yeah. I always love Gotham, though. I, I like my girlfriend tried to make me watch the first season and I just I haven't been able to get into it. I get that. I I just really I don't know. I think Gotham's one of my favorite uh it's uh, it's probably tied with Shield for me for like favorite comic book thing on TV. Okay. Okay. Eh, Walking Dead too, but uh, of the hero stuff. Okay. I also always want to do a Walking Dead podcast just cuz I listen to a lot of Walking Dead podcasts. I listen to a lot of Walking Dead podcasts, uh, and I'd never agree with any of them. Uh, okay. I <laughs> like, get really frustrated with Walking Dead podcasts because they always, they, they're like, they miss something. Every, like, every week I'm listening and, like, they have some strong opinion and they missed a, like, thing in the episode that, like, disproves what they're talking about completely. Hmm. Not like we don't ever do that. Oh, we never do that. But it still makes me, like... We never makes miss me a little anything. crazy. We never miss a thing. <laughs> I don't want to miss a thing. We're vigilant. Um, no, we miss things too. So I, I can I can feel it. But it's like on Walking Dead, it just it happens so much, and every podcast does it that I listen to. And it's I'm weird. always do they all miss the same thing? No, they'll miss like <laughs> they'll have, this guy thinks this about what the character's going through, and it's a lot of times the Walking Dead has a. They are. <laughs> They're at once, like, some of the dumbest, like, hit you over the head with their point stuff. Yeah. Really, really drive stuff home through through dialogue. But then sometimes they're super subtle. And, like, they have two ends of the extreme. And so when they're being subtle, uh, sometimes people just completely miss it. Yeah. And uh, I, you know, I enjoy subtlety. That's why they have to beat you over the head with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I do feel like sometimes Some like that miss... show is being made for the lowest common denominator. Yeah. Sometimes people aren't so nuanced. Yeah. The people that are watching, I mean. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Alright, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We'll talk to you next week. No, we won't. We'll talk to them tomorrow. Oh, I'm so sorry. Tomorrow, freaking Doctor Strange drops. And we were, we were going to do a late night recording and get it up tomorrow. So yeah, we'll be back with you tomorrow for Doctor Strange. Actually, I guess this is going to be posted in the morning. So uh, tonight, soonish, we'll Doctor Strange today, tonight. Uh, so check your feed. Yeah, peace, peace out, my friends. Until next time, true believers. Thank you.